0: So, good morning, everybody. Uh, before I guide you into the meditation, a few reflections about sati, mindfulness, for you to consider as a kind of bigger picture of consideration. Um, we've been talking about samatha and vipassana samatha is the gathering the firming the stabilizing the steadying of mind the whole sense of you in your location steady here and now and then from there we can investigate so to speak and we can look into experience investigate these characteristics of impermanence and not self and dukkha Samatha, Samadhi, this gathering aspect, the kind of what we might classically call concentration or focusing, that is exclusive. It leaves things out intentionally. It intentionally leaves things out so that you can stabilize, get an anchor, and um, give the mind somewhere to kind of tether. Insight... Is um, going to be useful to us when it excludes less and less and includes more and more of our experience so that our spiritual life doesn't just become something of trying to come back to a breath and put the rest of the world away. That wouldn't stand us in very good stead for living our life. And there's a dance then between that exclusivity of samatha and as we get more steady we can start to open up and include more and more objects of experience. Thought can be seen and known. Feeling, emotion, sensation, pain, pleasure, sound, sight can be allowed to arise within the field of this gathered heart-mind and we can see that it belongs to the nature of things it arises due to conditions and it passes we're not obliged to pick it up and weave the story of self to it. <coughs> so I just want to reflect on five places, five ways that the sati, the mindfulness, this being able to bear something in mind. And mind isn't just your head, mind is the knowing, the intelligent, awake knowing to be able to bear in mind what arises into consciousness. So sometimes when mindfulness goes, when it gets restricted or limited, what we've lost is the fluency of the mindfulness. Meaning it gets fixated on a particular object and then it's not sati anymore. Right? We kind of shrink, awareness shrinks, mind shrinks and go, and I'm chewing that thing. So we lose the fluency. Fluency um, has a malleability. We can move our attention between objects.
1: We might lose,
0: second place we might lose, the mindfulness, is we might lose the here and now. Um, We might lose this, uh, the sense of the situation that we are in, in space, the lateral dimension. So a classic example of this is, you see it in the newspaper quite often, there was one a few months ago, a woman on her cell phone, on her mobile phone in a shopping centre, I think it was in Taiwan, but it could have been anywhere, and on her mobile phone, busy attending, yes, she's attending, but she's lost the lateral, and guess what she does? She walks straight into a fountain that's in the middle of the shopping centre, right? We know that, don't we, in ourselves, that kind of, we feel like we're attending, I'm really attending, but I've lost this whole lateral situational sense of where I am. We might lose the sense of body, it's the third place we might lose. We lose that sense of our somatic intelligence. We're not reading the signals anymore of pain or hunger or we're, we're, we're losing the whole realm of this information that comes from the body. The alarm signals, the... Um, you know what that's like? Sometimes we just kind of numb or move away from body. And our world shrinks when we do that. We might lose, number four, we might lose the sense of space space internally and externally, and we collapse. Have you ever noticed that the awareness very commonly collapses on an object? So we might see that on one level as fixation, but what we've lost, not only fluency, we've lost space. We've lost the sense of space, which is We've been talking a lot about water, that we're three quarters water. Another way of looking at our experience is that we are mostly space. If you were to condense all the matter of the human body, apparently you could put it on a teaspoon. If you were to kind of take all the space and water out of it, all that space, we, as I mentioned yesterday, we are. Made as our cells begin in that early cell mitosis. The cells bend over space and we encapsulate space and our organs grow out of that space and the echoes of that space are right here and now. Just take a moment between rib and rib, between in those cavities in your chest the echoes of that space are right here and now but we don't notice the space we get more fixated to the things that tell me something about me so tuning at times to the space is something we lost, we lose And finally, in this little analysis, we lose the sense of otherness. We think we're here all alone. We lose our profound relationality, our unavoidable intimacy with all things and with each other, and the sense of aloneness stands out, and we lose otherness. And we could usefully bring back otherness into our meditation, through an image, (coughs) through opening our eyes, through through an image, through opening our (coughs) eyes, we lose otherness. So, these are some of the ways that the sati, the mindfulness, is lost. So if we're feeling lost in any moment, we might think, "Oh, Oh, yeah, I've lost the sense of other. Oh, yeah, I've lost a sense of me in this space. I didn't even know I was in Guy House. I remember one, one teacher doing concentration practice. She said she was so concentrated in her practice, she took her soup at tea time um, in a bowl. Juliet knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> she took her soup in a bowl, and she went very mindfully so called, to her seat, and she pulled the chair out, and she put her, her soup on the seat, And then she got into the place where she would be standing, and then she sat in my sofa. (laughs) Right? This is a good extreme example. Um, you, You might think our chance would be a fine thing if I was only that concentrated. But we lose sometimes a sense of the lateral, where we are in us. We lose each other, we lose body, we lose fluency this gift, attention is intelligent, bright, It's, it it's can be malleable. And we lose... What was the other one I said? The hero, yeah. I think I'm, I'm putting the fluency, the fixation and the loss of space there too. Two different ones. So that's for you to consider. Um, when we get lost, we might think, oh yeah, yeah. I find this useful to reflect on. Oh yeah, my attention has just collapsed. It's not concentration, it's collapsed. Let me open that out a little bit more. Include more space. Include more otherness, for example. Okay, and then I'll guide us in for some reflections for our sitting practice today. one is when we are steady, when we feel like the frame of our meditation is inclusive but not distracted, so the samatha is relatively strong, then deepen. as Anushka was pointing to the meditative happiness can be very subtle objects do arise of course but you're not taken by them and you can investigate them but you don't have to collapse on them they're seen coming and going sensation thought breath you're right there with it right to the end of the out breath something widens something softens maybe a little sense of self arises like oh I don't know this territory this is scary and that passes and there's an ease and you get more and more used to what seems neutral at first and often opens up into something very easeful and pleasurable and that can go deeper and deeper Let that happen today, if that's where you are in a moment, using breath, letting the sati be fluid, intelligent, awake, resting back in being awake, that aspect that knows what is arising without becoming it, without collapsing onto it. That which knows the thought is not the thought. It arises together with the thought, but we can come out of the bondage with the thought, stepping back. Breathing, letting your refuge be in the knowing the moment to moment intelligent recognition of what arises without taking it to be me without taking it to mean something about me this leads onward This is blessed. At other times, we will have picked something up in consciousness before we know it. A thought or a feeling or a sound or a sight or a smell or a memory, something will arise and we've picked it up. We don't know we've picked it up, but the first thing we know is that we're kind of in a spin, and I'm using the, going to use the language of spin, a little bit like if you imagine candy floss, which I'll translate is cotton candy, where that stick, that little wooden stick, goes in the machine, and suddenly <laughs> the whole thing is spun into this thing, or a stick and it's often it wasn't there a minute ago and now it has this sort of whole life of its own and we pick something up in consciousness or we put the stick in the little vortex machine and then what arises and we are in a spin and it's characterized by a sense of me and a sense of other as Anushka spoke last night and a sense of the world the feeling tone of the world that is between us hostile lusty terrible painful glorious whatever it is so today when you notice that you are in a spin this is blessed Not the spin. Spinning isn't blessed and it can churn us in all kinds of directions. But the moment you recognize your inner spin, acknowledge this. Ah, this is a spin. That which recognizes the spin is not spun. Stepping back, acknowledging the spin. Sometimes that's enough. And as Anushka made that gesture of like water going down a plug hole, sometimes we step back into the knowing of this and it kind of unravels. Gone. It's quiet. Can we dare to let something fade that has felt so much like who I am? Other times, the spin is a little stickier. We've got our mouth into the candy floss. There's another ball of candy floss beside it and they all stuck together. What to do? Number one, acknowledge the spin. Ah, this is a spin. I see. Breathing out. Make your intention right there and then to plant your feet, either actually your feet or metaphorically your vertical intention, plant your feet in the stream of Dhamma. Here and now. Timeless, inviting investigation, leading onward, planting your feet. It doesn't mean the spin disappears, but you stand right there in the middle of that spin, breathing, sensing, recognizing, and acknowledging firstly. You might feel the reaction to the spin. Oh no, I'm stuck again. And you try and counter-spin. You try and get out of that spin by making another spin, going, oh, I've got to do something else. Okay, breath. And you make another spin called mindfulness of breathing. Another spin called meditation. It's like you put yourself in another little candy floss machine that seems preferable to the first one. Acknowledge the reaction to the which acknowledges the reaction is not reactive. Your feet are in the stream of dharma, Here and now. Breathing out. You might feel the, um, you might get the inference in the spin and acknowledge that. Acknowledge any of the reactions in the mind this again? Ah, there's fear. Oh, I thought I'd finished and worked on this one. Um, Ah, impatient. feet in Dhamma. Let the refuge be the knowing. And as you do this, Not that grief is all spinning, but the difference is that there's a spinning where it's really got me very strongly in the middle of it. Acknowledge the positive spins, right, where there's a kind of glow or a glory, or we're in the spin and we're the champion, or we're in the spin and we're the most beautiful one in the room, or we're in the spin and we're... Acknowledge the glow. Acknowledge the pride. No shame. That which recognizes what is happening is blessed. This is the blessed one. That can touch and meet what arises with kindness, with compassion, with a light touch, with joy. feet in those boundless qualities that spin unravels in its own time, sometimes very fast. Sometimes the whole body energetics have all been caught up and we can feel the pain in the body and the twist in the heart and the neck's a little bit twisted and the hands have got tight and the the heart has this ache right in the center and we soften and widen our attention, so that the sati includes some space. Softening and widening with the refuge in the blessed one that isn't anything other in that moment than that bright knowing, the recognition that is kind, intelligent, does not need you to be different and yet through the clear seeing we can't help but unravel and release. Sometimes this is the final part sometimes we can hear he echoes in the spin and it's really important to acknowledge from this feet in Dhamma we can hear and the key sometimes is the self-inference like the, the particular self that has just taken birth there so for example if I have my feet in Dhamma I'm acknowledging the pain in my heart the ah, oh, and, oh, I'm never gonna and, oh, it's not fair, nobody ever, no nobody ever, nobody ever. Ah Here's the one who feels lonely. I see you, my love. Or Don't analyze this too strongly with a kind of intellectual overview or just be in the moment as you hear almost like echoes coming off of this. up your posture, your intention. Not letting your mood be of earth below the sky above your mind now? What is your refuge in this moment? as you know this is our sixth day and the last full day of practice for this retreat so you've put a lot of work in already today is a day for um, many possibilities actually if we give ourselves to the practice so when walking I find it helpful um, sometimes to stop when I notice it's just Something has picked up a little bit of momentum and I'm kind of just either in some spin or weaving some spin. It's like, stop. Ah, ah. This is that constructing that Anushka was talking about last night. Ah, sometimes we can catch it in the middle of building. It's kind of interesting. We see ourselves building something up. Sometimes we're in a hole. you know... Stately home already, or not stately home, well, we've already held a massive bit of real estate already. And then we want to so I stop, stop. Ah, oh, this is a spin. Wow, it feels, it feels real. But let me take my refuge in Dhamma. Not going by feeling or intensity as any gesture that it actually makes that more real. Taking refuge in Dhamma and working, stopping, acknowledging, Hearing, acknowledging the rancor, the bitterness, the envy, the greed, the lust. Feeling my feet. Hearing the self-inference. Breathing out. Feet on the ground. Do I do I dare? Thank you for listening.